Good, how are you? Great. Um, okay, so you guys have 15 minutes. I'll be back to give you a 10 minute warning. Okay, okay great. Can you meet you all? Hi, hi, hi. Great to meet you all. Yeah. So, I'm just going to start by saying this is the best thing I've seen in maybe 10 years. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> wow. And I want to just share with you a line that really got to me. Um, Levi, of course, is my favorite character. And what might appear strange to you is not necessarily a malfunction. This world shares things with me that I couldn't possibly experience by myself. Things that are far beyond what is in, is in front of me. When you shut me off, I see nothing, feel nothing. I don't like that. Who wrote that? Because I want to shake their hand. Is that you? Uh, it could have been, or maybe in conjunction. <laughs> take credit, take credit. Isn't it beautiful? Beautiful. And it had this kind of weird Helm 9000 kind of take, yeah. Yeah. but he's complex. He's not just kind of this you know, evil robot. He's this, you know, and like all the characterizations, and all, the whole plan was just, you know, and I mean, I'll date myself. I'm a heavy metal kid, you uh -huh. know. No comic code, like, you know, yeah. thing. I was, like, all there for. I was all in. I was ten toes when I saw this because I saw, like, the best of, like, Boris Vallejo and all those kind of French artists from, like, back in the day in, like, Absolutely. the 70s. Yeah. And, and when I saw your take on things, I was just, like, blown away. And Demeter, the yeah. whole yeah. kind of, like, Dracula thing. And Kanan, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, like you know, and that I don't know what the creature was named. I don't, nobody has any. Paulo. Name we had a code name Paulo. Oh my God! Originally, yeah. it was based on this fish, the barrel eye fish that has a clear head. And originally, the design had a clear dome, and you can see all the organs moving around. But it was too complicated to animate, so it made them opaque. But yeah, it's all about transparency. And oh my God! I, I'm sorry. I just I'm gushing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what you just said made the entire last seven years worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just telling them, I was like, I started writing, I know the embargo was coming, I wrote my, I, I binged it in a night, and I oh, started wow. writing oh, my review, yeah. Oh, I, I, wow. already, I already reviewed Amazing. it, oh, the wow. first season, when's the next second season coming? Yeah. Second season mapped out, uh, some pretty surprising things I think are going to happen, but uh, yeah, if you can get in touch with the Max people. Yeah. Tell yeah. Them those I was thoughts. sitting next to a Max guy. <laughs> Absolutely. I told him. I said, "Look, I'll show you my review." He was like, "You yeah. didn't believe us." I binged it last night. I started writing. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. That's yeah. Sweet. The yeah. whole first season, amazing. And you know, to answer that question, I do think that was our friend Sean, who you'll be talking to later, that wrote that specific line, if, I, if my memory serves correct. And I think what that line really evokes is this feeling of like embracing change, being okay with change, and, yeah. and the whole concept of the show is are you prepared to change in the face of adversity or are you going to put up a guard and risk death by you know fighting against what all things must change and each character has to go through their own you know major transformation and some of those transformations are physical and a lot of them are just full emotional spiritual transitions and to me, you know, Levi has the most interesting transformation probably in the show. It's like, you know, the, kind of the idea is she's our AI character. She gets, in fact, we did a lot of talk about like the Gaia theory of a planet having its own soul and its own Absolutely. being and everything being connected. Um, so kind of the Levi character is what if an artificial intelligence merges with the Gaia of a planet and what would happen rather than just artificial intelligence on its own or being 
guided by humans in some way. Um, so she's a really fun character to write and where she goes and what happens with her. And like I said, possible if we luckily get to make more episodes of the show, I definitely think that would be one of the key focuses is Levi is such an interesting like amalgamation of things that uh, we love to write and make and I know you love to direct as well. Picking up on that, there's so much in the in the show. I didn't I didn't get quite as far as Alex. I only got through nine, but I wanted to finish it. Um, the there's so much like absorption, connection, infection, and one of the things that I found when I was watching it was that I was like, all right, like three or four episodes is probably enough to to do the interview. I'll, I can do something else now. No, what happens? I'll just watch one more. I'll just watch one more. And like the the way the show develops is so kind of infecting to the viewer. And I was wondering if that was something that was sort of intentional in the creation, or if it was just kind of like an accidental byproduct of just telling the story you wanted to tell. Well, I think you know every character kind of merges or has some reckoning with the planet in some way, and. Um, I would say, like, I wouldn't say that that's not something that was intended, but just this idea of an infection of something getting into you and, and overtaking you, transforming you, what that prompts you to do if you're going to come back from that, if you're going to go towards it or away from it. or um, That was kind of a just central talking point in the writer's room of, like, how would all these different types of people that we have in the show, and, and no spoilers, uh, but how would they uh, react to that? So I think as a viewer, hopefully you can um, also have that same kind of thought. Yeah, and I, very much translate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep kept thinking as we were making it about what I love about the sh- short, the original short, and then the show is the lack of exposition. It's not um, characters describing where they are or not overly, you know, descriptive in dialogue. And it just brings the viewer along for a ride. It's really trusting the viewer as you know, intelligent person, and I, I think that's an infectious kind of storytelling technique. It brings you along and allows you to like, form your own conclusions as you're going through the story. And I, I don't know, I think that that's the thing that will hook the audience and will keep them going, and it'll just like make them feel like I'm coming to an understanding of the planet as I'm watching the show. And it's not about describing how these things function, showing how these things function. And it's a magic trick that I think, hopefully, audiences fall in love with. I mean, it's so rare for a show to just trust viewers and say, figure it out. Like, here you are. I love that about it. And going back to my heavy metal thing, it's like you have a few panels of just somebody walking or somebody in the distance or, you know, whatever. I mean, you get what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Kondo, uh, the character designer and director of two of the episodes, has been recently doing short uh, you know short comics for the new heavy metal yeah and if you look at Jonathan's work a lot of it is dialogue free and it's just uh, introducing a character and putting this character through some sort of trial that's just it's a treat to just see like okay where is where's this leading on the visual on the visual storytelling moment. yeah it's like show don't tell yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan's a genius there's that, that kind of very pervasive sense of otherness to the planet that comes through very well. And I wanted to know, was it difficult at all to get the animators on board and ca- kind of capture it? Like, how do you express that to them, like, what what you were looking for? On a, like a 
conversational level, we would talk every day, and Joe, the creator of the show, has this barometer for, you know, what what is a scavenger's idea and what is not, what, what falls outside of scavengers, and it's very subtle, and it's like a spiritual guide, guiding light, and you're you're always just feeling like what 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 is actually strange, not as what's what's strange in like science fiction, like what is actually actually going to make you feel odd or ill or peace there's something in episode three uh, i don't want to spoil it but watching a creature go through an evolution from beginning to end and it it was how do you present this in a way that's not creepy it, it gives you like a sensitive feeling as you're watching it it makes you feel like this is extremely odd but in a, like a deep emotional level and it was always just you know talking to animators and bringing out like um talking a lot about psychology and talking about how they feel while they're making it and how they feel, how they imagine an audience feeling when they watch it. I really enjoyed, um, I don't know who said it on the panel, when you were talking about how, you know, kind of the crux of the episode doesn't necessarily have to be this kind of big, bombastic action scene. It's like maybe a small dialogue or just kind of somebody like turning ahead or just like thought or, you know, just kind of like a quieter moment. And again, I think that serves the whole kind of premise of having this very thoughtful, very smart, not spoon-fed at all, just kind of like, this is what it is. And people, like you said, it's like, you know, you see the ticks on the wall, so you can kind of, they've been here a little while, and you get the clues, like, they know how to bang these things together and they make light. So they've been there for a while, and they've lived there for a while. And now the danger is we're leaving this little area and we're going on to the next area. I mean, like, the whole animals and, and, and the different biomes and the different who came up with all I mean that, I mean I was just How blown away just go by together. the like, yeah. Yeah. You put this yeah. with this and, and you get like, this like, like I say like in it, it's all departments working together it truly was like a beehive and we had the greatest artists I think in the world I would say that and Benji being the leader and, and best of them like uh, making this show but like from you know, the writing would inspire some art, which would inspire some music, which then would come back around. We would listen to the composer's track in the writer's room and get inspired for something else. And it really was just like everybody working in conjunction together. Um, it's a pretty simple story. You know, it's three groups of people traveling across a planet to a point that we know they're probably going to intersect or whoever's, you know, make it there is going to intersect. And then you know, just adding everything on top of that. And along the way, I know in the writing room, we just fell in love with these characters so much. So, like, we had a desire to see those smaller moments that you saw. That's what really was most exciting to me is, like, again, no spoilers, but, oh, these characters are finally crisscrossing, and what does that look like and feel like, and how do we tweak it so it's, you know, feels good to the viewer or is confusing to the viewer or is heartbreaking or whatever the moment entails, but um, yeah, that really was, I would say, the most exciting thing to me, personally. And I know Joe was watching a lot of uh, nature documentaries in the lead-up to making the original short, and then the lead-up to making the show, and I I was in the real loft space when we were in the writers' room, so I was yeah, down below, right. and I was, you know, prepping the show <laughs> as you were writing, and I could hear, like, people would bring in, like, oh, I, I saw this thing on science.com for, you know, this actual animal on Earth goes through this process, how do we incorporate that into a creature on Vesta, and how would that actually be critical storytelling material for what the characters going through in this episode. 
that happened a lot. And it was like, yeah, how can we make this? Sometimes it would be how we, we saw this this crazy thing. How can we give it function? And where do we place it in the story? You know, we have our big writer's whiteboard and it has index cards all over it and scribbles and we're constantly throwing stuff away and reincorporating old ideas or whatever, just rewriting and shaping the story over over a while. But then, yeah, something would be inspiring and be like, okay, yeah, it has to go there and like this would be great for Cayman to encounter or whoever, you know. It was, it was just really fun. And then we knew when Benji got his hands on it, it would become even better and punched up. Will there be like an art of? Oh, there's gotta be. There's gotta there's be. Got, yeah. and, you know the whole kind of creature guide, and I mean I'm looking for all that stuff. I mean I, I yeah. want that. I, I, there's I a mean, whole backlog you know, of the design material, and then all the way to the like rough animation. I just hope that this all gets. Out I there live for that kind of stuff. Like growing just, up, like the art of Star Wars yeah, and stuff. That yeah. was my bible. Yeah. It shows all the care that was put into it, um, and there's so much that wasn't used too. Just like people vomiting all over the place in all these different directions <laughs> and in a good way good yeah. vomit <laughs> tasty vomit tasty vomit yeah, yeah. Uh, black goo coming out and oh, Charles yeah. Hunter oh, the, the co-creator and art director has he was working on what we call the best of field guide best is the name of the planet which we never say in the series uh, and collecting oh, all this stuff and we would share it yeah we would share it with um, some you know network people or just people that were uh on the show so I don't know if that'll get the officially released but I know he does have a version of this like field guy oh, kind yeah. of like the character Ursula has one as yeah. well Charles had like a real one Ursula's field guy there you go yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you at the very end yeah, yeah. absolutely okay, okay. thanks right. so much thank you really appreciate it thank you thank you Thanks. Yeah. Great work. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. We really appreciate the kind work. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on the show. I'll send a link when I write. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah